Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles. Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and we are back with another incredible episode. Today, my guest, Brian Bird, is with us. He's the executive producer and co-creator of the Hallmark Channel original series, Win Calls the Heart. And this guy's got over three decades of experience in Hollywood, a ton of knowledge to share. He's written and produced two dozen films, including one of my favorites, The Case for Christ, as well as films like Captive and Not Easily Broken. He also has credits on more than 250 episodes of television shows. Beyond Wind Calls the Heart, shows like Touch by an Angel, Step by Step, and Evening Shade. Brian is just, he's just one of the coolest guys in Hollywood. He's, he loves the Lord. He's got just so much wisdom to share. And he's here with us on this episode. It's going to be incredible. Stick around. But before we get to Brian, I want to tell you a little bit about our sponsor today. And that is Cove. Cove is a home security system that is, it is just revolutionizing the market. These guys are incredible. It was an easy decision for me to team up with them. I utilize Cove at my home. My home is protected by Cove. And you know, home security is something that I take very seriously. We've had a couple times before having this the Cove system where we had some scares at our house that were security related. And so, you know, for me, having a home security system in today's day and age is just something that it's not even a choice anymore. The choice is just which system are you going to go with? And from what I've seen in the systems I looked at, Cove is is one that it is it's easy to use, it's affordable, it's it's high tech, it's foolproof, and that's why I've chosen it to protect my family and my belongings. I would tell anybody if they're going to look at a home security system, you know, it's not just about you know, having motion sensors or something like that. You know, these old school systems that people have in their house, who cares if you have a motion sensor, if somebody is already in your home, that's already too late for security. And so what, what Cove really does is it helps alert you before you have a problem. And so, you know, with my, I have my cameras set up in such a way that I can see my front door. I can see my back door in my backyard. I can see the entryways to my house. I have, you know, sensors on all of my windows to let me know. And, and all through this high tech console, you know, you can talk directly to them. There's, they're always just a button away from being available to help you, whether it's a medical emergency or a security situation. And, you know, this is also just practical for me here recently. I thought I left the stove on and I was able to pull up my Cove app and flip through my cameras and I could actually see the stove from one of the cameras and make sure that it was in fact off and you can even zoom in on it. It's incredible. I love it. You can go over to covesmart.com in order to order your own system. They ship these things out super quick. I was shocked by how fast I got it. And you can go to covesmart.com. And if you use the promo code Lucas, only for listeners of this show, you will get 20% off of your system as well as a free indoor security camera. It's a great deal. Check it out. Thanks to Cove for sponsoring this episode of the Lucas Miles Show, and here is our guest, Mr. Brian Burt. Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and I am here with one of my favorite guests at NRB every year, Brian Bird, producer, writer, 
entertainment extraordinaire and an all-around really nice guy. Brian, thanks for being on the show. Lucas, always love being with you, man. I just, I, I, I like the way your mind works. I just think that you have, you know, there's, and I, I feel like I'm one of the, I'm an idea guy, but I feel like I'm a frantic idea guy where I'm always just moving and hustling and running about. You're doing, I feel like, three times as much stuff as I am. But when I see you, you're just like calmly strolling through, like there just is a piece on you. And so I just, I love that. What t- talk, where's that come from? It comes from being worn out. I'm uh, just uh, walking <laughs> you used slow. To look like this. Yeah, okay, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm a brain in a jar now. That's about all that's left of me. You have obviously some projects uh, that are that are out. People know about uh, uh, things. I know we've talked before about "When Calls the Heart," which I want to go into that here in a little bit. And I've I've you know I've told you this before. I've said this on past episodes. I think you're one of the best filmmakers in the in the uh, faith media space. I was just such a huge fan of the Case for Christ, and and I know you have a new film, The Case for Miracles. Which is that? A, is it fair to say that's a follow up to the Case for it, Christ? It is. You know, so Lee Strobel, you know, has written uh, you know a dozen books. I think sort of. In the case for, you know, franchise, if you can, or series of yeah. books, and Case for Christ was his first, and that's the one we turned into a movie a couple of years ago, and we're, was so proud of it. Honestly, it's I, you know, I told Lee, I said, you know, if nothing ever came of anything more for me in my career, I would feel like okay, well, you hit some marks there, and and you know, you could retire happy at that point, but. But the case for miracles is Lee's newest book, and it's the same sort of format as the case for Christ, where a journal a journalist investigates the supernatural occurrences in the universe and on this planet, and he sort of documents some of the the most well known miracles that people have heard about in in the press on planet Earth uh, recently. Then he digs more deeply into sort of the theology behind miracles, but also the historicity of miracles through in the church through the ages. And so the story sort of picks up 25 years after the case for Christ when Lee was hosting his, his uh, television show, Faith Under Fire, and it was a, na- a nationally syndicated news talk show which dealt with issues of faith and controversy, the controversy of faith, and he, you know, interviewed Muslim imams. He dealt with on the show, you know, any, everything from atheists to to scientists to mu- Muslim imams, right? And in talking about the differences between, you know, the faiths around the world. So, faith under fire sort of becomes like in the, the case of Christ. It was the Chicago Tribune was our right. our backdrop for that yes. for that movie and that story. This one picks up with him beginning to investigate miracles, but it goes much more personally into his life because he witnessed his own miracle in his own life, and, and it was something he never could have expected. It was something he prayed for for years and thought it was never going to happen, and it finally did. And so it sort of tracks he and Leslie's story 25 years later as they're needing desperately a miracle in their life. and and miracles comes up all the time on his TV show. And so that's sort of the 
how it's all new framed. actors playing them and everything else. we're not sure about that okay. yet i mean the script is still in process i'm available if you need me okay you know, there you go <laughs> yeah, you, you could be least trouble's son <laughs> right yeah Kyle. 25 years later he'd be uh, yeah. a little older than he was yeah. uh, so this is going to go into production this year is that the expectation probably not quite this year because we're 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 sort of slowly gestating the script it's because you're smart people rush that stuff you you do you know honestly you know every project that I've ever had made it's a rarity for you to work on it and write it in the same year that it goes into production that did happen with Case for Christ but never had another one that has done that before right right I, I just find that the more time and attention you can put on the blueprints for the building the less likely it is to fall down on you when you're building it. So that's probably important in this yeah. business. Uh, if only we all learned that, you know. Right. Brian, let's talk a little bit about Wind Calls the Heart. Yeah. Which, I mean, this this has been a movement. I, I I just told somebody today of all the people I've interviewed, my mom is most impressed that I've interviewed Brian Bird. <laughs> and so it's it's this is this I mean, Hardy's is this community that's developed around the world of people that are uber fans of the show and 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 regular supporters of it this is on the hallmark channel and you know you guys have you've had tremendous success over the last few years and and you've recently faced you know some challenges and some you know some ups and downs maybe because of some things in the news that have happened can you talk to us about that at all yeah you know this show i haven't really told you the whole story of when calls the heart and how it got born but it was born out of crisis so we have faced challenges going all the way back to 2008 with you know, the inception of how to get this show on the air. And so we're kind of used to tough stuff, right? <laughs> uh, we, we, in season five, we had this apocalyptic moment on the show where the beloved Mountie Jack, you know, needed to be written out of the show. And so the way we did that was to kill the character and it caused an earthquake across Hardyville, you know, yes, and I still hear about that at yes, family dinners sometimes. Yes, yeah, it, it was a hard <laughs> one to get over for for the fans because they, he was such a beloved character. The reality is, when you're making a TV show, you know you, your fans love the world you've built so much, and they want to be part of that world and they embrace that world. But it's still a business. Make the making of any kind of media product is a business and it 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 has it's filled with people that have free will right and so in that case with our my good friend Dan Lissing who played Mount, Mounty Jack on the show for 5 seasons he he was ready to move on in his own acting yeah. life right he had she other, has a right to do right i mean he's totally. a human with a plan and right you know when you when you sign up for a show you sign a contract and then when your contract's up you, you have the choice to move on if you want to so he chose to move on you know it was a hard parting for the hardies for him to do that but we knew in in that case that the only way to for that character to leave the world was to leave the world <laughs> because he was so beloved. The relationship that he had with Elizabeth Thatcher was just this epic romance that everybody, you know, swooned over, and rightly, rightfully so because they, the actors did such a great job of portraying that. The integrity of that character wouldn't have just left or ran off. That's or, exactly yeah. right. He he wouldn't have said, "Oh, my duty is more important than my love for Elizabeth," yeah. or. It had yeah, you know, we went through all the yeah, you know, all the scenarios, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if he had fallen in love with somebody else, 
you know, any of the other options besides Bounty Jack having to leave the town in a box, <laughs> the fans would have hated. Cove is the number one rated home security system in the nation. With a simple setup process, you're safe in minutes. At only $15 a month and no long-term contracts, you don't have to break the bank to get your home protected. The whole, you know, they'd say in screenwriting or, or you know, in any really creative process, they have the, the phrase of sometimes you have to kill the baby. And, you know, that this is a this is like a real life example. Like you literally had to, you know, ax this uh, this character uh, for the sake of of the integrity of the program, which to me, that's good storytelling, because I mean, I, I think we've all seen programs where somebody makes a creative decision. and You're going, that's not what that character would have done. And they're just trying to come up with a quick solution or a quick fix to a problem that they have. And and the behind the scenes of the show. And and I, I like that about you. Again, I think that goes back to, I think that you're really smart with how you, you approach this. Your team has, has done a wonderful job. Well, you're always thinking about the fans because the Hardys love the show and we love the Hardys. I mean, without them, I don't think there really is a show, honestly. I mean, you you in today's day and age when there's, you know, 500 television shows on the air and soon to be a thousand, honestly, with all the streaming services and so forth, you, you know, it's hard to get on people's radar screens. There's a million messages competing for their attention. And so to get on the radar screen with your product, your, your, your content is really hard. And so when you have a fan group, that, a grassroots fan group that supports the show, that comes around the show, they are the marketing department for you, right? And you want, you want to serve them. You want to do right by them. And so we, we have always tried to do right by our fans. Sometimes they don't like it. We know it's right for them and they don't, they don't necessarily always agree with that. But the proof is in, I think, in the, the pudding, you know, the ratings. Right. <laughs> right. Yes. Right. The numbers from season five when we had to kill Mounty Jack to season six were up 20%. So either, the people that said they didn't like it anymore were replaced or they all came home. <laughs> and I, I, I sort of think it's probably most of, mostly that. You know, our recent issue, which has just been in the news, you know, within the last several weeks, is, you know, we, our, our beloved Abigail Stanton, played by Lori Lachlan, you know, found herself in a pinch with, you know, with, with you know, the justice system. And, we have no idea the full story there. We we know that justice you know sort of, sort of has to, to run its course on this. So we we have not rushed to judgment. We love Lori. She's a friend. She's been a fantastic member of our team. But it was necessary because we don't know what her future looks like for us to have to go on a creative hiatus with season six. The rest of season six that had not yet aired and do some retooling in those episodes because we don't know what Lori's future looks like at this point. We pray for the best for her. We love her. You know, Hope Valley's all about second chances. And so we're hoping for second chances all the way around. But we're retooling the rest of season, season six. And the Hardys have been concerned that this meant the end of the show. Absolutely does not mean the end of the show. In fact, it's not canceled. They're going to get to see the rest of those episodes. It's just going to be a little bit of a, a waiting period for them to get those. But we're hot on the trail of doing that. Feel good about it. You know what we're 
what we're coming up with on the retooling of those shows, and we're excited to be able to present it to to the Hardys. So it the show's not going anywhere. The Hardys not going anywhere. Well, it's it's certainly in good hands with you, Brian. And I think that you know, there's a lot of times where, as as producers, and and you know, it doesn't matter if you're a producer or you're CEO of a company, or you know, you you might have some of this stuff might be more public in your world. Some of these decisions that you have to make, and any business leader, any thought leader, any any person that's in any position of leadership, a pastor, etc. There's outside factors in our lives all the time that that cause us to kind of go back to the table with our team or come back to the Lord and say, okay, how do we, how do we rekey this for the future and moving forward to make sure that we have the best solution for everybody involved? I think that if there's somebody that's going to do a good job at that, I'm confident it's going to be you. Well, you know, we just keep stepping forward in faith on this show. We always have, you know, we, we, we approach it very humbly. This is, this show is God's show. We just offer all of our work up to him and we just sort of let him sort out the rest of it. So far that has, you know, works successfully for us just to maintain sort of that humble attitude about it. And, 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 but we know that it's an important show in the marketplace. I mean, we're, we, we know what we've seen from the fans. We know enough to know that it's important. And the, you know, the, the fact that there's not really any other kind of programming like this out there, really the Hallmark Channel's sort of the lone place where we where you see anything that family and faith and and so forth you survey the rest of the tv spectrum and it's you know sadly zombies vampires werewolves dead bodies you know cynicism <laughs> and i'm not going to say that that's there's not great program programming you know beautifully made programming among all that but what it's missing is hope and that's what our show is all about. The town is even called Hope Valley, right? So, so we, you know, we, we know that it's special in the marketplace be, just because it's different than what everybody else is doing. And, you know, really the math about this show is pretty simple to understand. You find an find underserved audience out there picture an island full of starving people and you arrive with a ship full of food they're just going to love you <laughs> they're going to love on you they're going to love the show they're going to be your fans they're going to be your friends that's all this is there are starving people hung they have so they're hungry for soul food we're giving them soul food when nobody else is and that's our that's our MO on this, and we'll continue to do that as long as they keep showing up. The show has had you know double digit growth year after year, and it's and I believe it's reaching a tipping point. You know what they call a tipping point, where it's you know you can't you don't look back from that. At some point, the show will end. We don't know when that is, but the legacy is left in my opinion, is more important than the show. I mean, I love the show. I'm proud of the show. But the legacy of the Hardys and their community, there are three and a half million people that watch the show every week. We've been able to count about 500,000 of them who would self-identify as Hardys across the social media platforms. For those 500,000 people, they love each other, they, they pray for each other. 
They have parties, Hardy's parties. They have meals together. They watch the show together. They tweet together. They teach each other to tweet, <laughs> right? It's a dream from a, the standpoint of marketing something. But again, the legacy to me is them, right? The fact that they're out there and that all these friendships and the sense of community has been created, that'll far outlive the importance of the show, in my, in my opinion. I think spoken like a true creator and I just love the mindset. I think that that's if if we if I could take what you just said and unpack that to every young filmmaker that goes I got this idea to do something, you know, because what you're what you're delivering here I think is a recipe for um running the marathon of the creative life rather than just the sprint of the creative life. Brian, we just got a couple more minutes here. Any other th- projects you have kind of in the can or there maybe uh, coming coming up here that you want to talk about? Well, there's three movies that I've written in the last year. Somehow, some way, put all these things together. The first one is called Northern Lights, and I'm really excited about this one. This, this one is a true story about, well, picture this, a football field at the top of the world where there is no grass, where nothing grows because it's the Arctic tundra, where you have to post snipers on the football field to ward off the polar bears. And a ragtag bunch of Inupiat Eskimo, another name for them, football players playing on gravel. And because they can't get grass to grow up there, playing on 100 yards from the Arctic Ocean, where the northern lights come and where there's only two months of sunshine every year, and two football moms, one from Florida and one from right there in, in Barrow, Alaska, uh, who, who is an opiate herself, who get together and decide to bring a football field to Barrow, Alaska for that team. And it's called Northern Lights because these two ladies are Northern Lights for all of us. And they were able to, to get an artificial turf field built 100 yards from the Arctic Ocean. This is a true story. And we found it on, we saw it on ESPN first. And it's now been turned into a book by one of those football moms, Kathy Parker, who's here at NRB, by the way. Oh, wow. Yeah. Kathy's a, a Christian, who, you know, Christian lady who put her faith into action and conquered and did the impossible. Everybody said, it's impossible. There, there's no roads there. It's, you can go in by barge or by airplane, except for when the, the ocean is frozen over, you know, six <laughs> months out of the year. <laughs> I thought Indiana was cold. It, oh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> These boys were dropping out of school. 50% of them were dropping out of oh, high school before football. Wow. Last year, 100% of them graduated. Wow. They won the state championship of Alaska, this football team. And there were nothing but the Bad News Bears prior to these moms <laughs> deciding to change their world. Love it. And, you know, when you commit those acts of faith, when those, those, those acts of kindness, those random acts of kindness, you change the world. Moms 
man, moms are superheroes. They can fix everything if we just let them. <laughs> That's probably a good point to end this at. Brian, thank you so much for your time being on here. And just to our listeners and our audience watching, check out When Calls the Heart. Check out The Case for Miracles. Follow that. If you haven't seen The Case for Christ, go grab it on DVD or from your favorite streaming platform. Is that on Netflix right now, or what? What is okay? Case that's what, that's what Netflix, I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, wonderful, uh, wonderful movie night for the family there. Or if you're by yourself, uh, grab some popcorn and check that out. And then let's watch for Northern Lights. Uh, any any idea on when we can expect that? We are hoping to have that movie rolling cameras this summer. It's okay. it's getting tight. There's only two months of year up there where you can film. So wow. <laughs> you're actually are you going to the field to film it there? We are. Unbelievable. Love it. Awesome. So, Brian Bird, thank you so much for being on the show. Thanks, Lucas buddy. Miles Show. It's always a pleasure having you here. Can't wait to have you back. Awesome. Thanks, man. If you've enjoyed listening so far to the Lucas Miles Show, then I would like to invite you to head over to my website at lucasmiles.org. That's lucasmiles.org. And there you can find all sorts of goodies like my ebook, Unstoppable Grace, as well as my book, Good God. Also, if you haven't yet gone to lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter, you can go there and you can download a super secret chapter X, we're calling it, that didn't make it into Good God, but I think it's got all sorts of great material and resources for you. So in the topic of that chapter is the story of authority. So make sure and head over there and grab that. It's at lucasmiles.org slash missing chapter. And please let us know what you think.